Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks, share a review afterward, and always keep it real. Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. On the release podcast in five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Release Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and joining us today, folks, we've got another good one. We've got Kyla Penner, the founder CEO of KP Squared. Kyla, thanks for being with us today. Super excited to be here, Kevin. Thank you. Of course, of course. Well, I'm really excited to have you on this show because I always like love having on entrepreneurs who are just making a difference and, and self-starter entrepreneurs. So I think in our pre-interview call, you know, you have a lot of grit to you. You've got a lot of you know, I'm sure scars that, that you've kind of ran into growing this business already. <laughs> I want to get into all that stuff today. But first questions, this Kyla is, is how did you fall into entrepreneurship? Oh, and that, that terminology is exactly what happened. How did I fall into entrepreneurship? Um, so uh, my current corporation is leading 24 hour innovative childcare and a family unit service. I am from a remote northern Alberta um, city that is typically energy-based, so oil and gas. I had come up here as a young 20-year-old trying to make waves in power engineering. And when I had landed a job out in the oil sands, I um, was quite successful into being gripped and promoted into leadership roles quite quickly. 
And when I had decided to have my second child, um, due to the nature of our community and our district, there is a lot of shift working families working. So we are seeing a 24 hour rotational clock, day shift, night shift, extended hours. And when I had given birth to my daughter in, in attempts to look at what going back to work would look like after maternity leave, it was non-existent. And it came to a face that if I wanted to continue to embark on my career in the roles that I was already leading in, um, that wasn't possible unless um, I was going to have family come up and move up here to support me in being a mother as well. So there was no existing extended hour or 24 hour childcare services in our region. And uh, with greater research found out that they didn't exist across the country actually. And so I had found a niche and decided I was going to change the trajectory of my career and go back to nursing school, um, which is what I originally wanted to dabble into right after high school. And that is when I met a wealth of women who were also in the same position, wanting to fulfill careers um, and embark on a journey that they felt satisfied in their own uh, personal journeys and could not do so because there were such restrictions and supports available for mothers wanting to return to the workforce um, with outside traditional norm hours of childcare. Kyla, and, uh, continue. I, I'll, I'll no, just... it's um, yeah, no. That is that is just the uh, the the tip and the starting of the journey. We really started to dabble and lead into what support services looked like to help women transition in general back into the workforce. Because I also think that is uh, perhaps not highlighted how difficult it is to navigate being a mom coming back into the workforce, let alone not actually even having any support services uh, for childcare, let alone everything else. So that is how my, that is how I literally fell into entrepreneurship. I was going to say, I was going to say, hell yes, yeah, sister. I mean, there's so many people out, out there probably <laughs> listening to this right now, especially like female leaders. I know watch the show. They're just like up and I'm like, let's go. And, and the other thing here is this is just like, it's crazy. Like, a lot of people can even imagine raising children while trying to grow a business, you know, let alone, you know, doing what you're doing with, you know, virtually no entrepreneurial experience. I mean, I'm sure you've ran into a lot of obstacles, time management. I mean, what, what was it like just for yourself trying to balance all of the things that come along with motherhood? Um, that also was non-existent. There was no such thing as balance. And I think part of like the human experience and growth when you are stepping into quite a large purpose is accepting that piece and coming to terms that balance um, may not exist in some moments of your life. And then it actually comes down to the fundamentals of back in the day when women would say it takes a tribe um, to raise a child. It really does take a whole uh, divine community and tribe to be able to embark on these bigger life journeys, especially with entrepreneurship. 
while having children. And I think that for a woman myself, getting comfortable and accepting that support and help while, you know, coming from a place of feeling embraced versus um, feeling inadequate was probably the most challenging um, thing that I had to to overcome um, to be able to continue to sit within the lines of success. I love that. And, and, you know, there's, it's such an issue and you just wonder like how much more productivity there would be if we had more daycare centers out there, you know, and in terms of finding a tribe, you know, I, I, I say to many people, I had like three mothers growing up, right? A single mom was always mm-hmm. working. And then, you know, you go to another mom's house after, after school and then another one's after school and it gets to be a lot, it burns some relationships sometimes because kids are tough and, you know, it's, it's a difficult problem. I mean, what's been your experience in terms of the, the testimonies that come back from um, your, your, I guess, customers in this case? What have been some of the feedback that you've heard so far? Um, I think the biggest piece is increasing quality of life. It's like we live in a demographic and an environment now where, you know, women are returning to work. They're returning to work at quite um, earlier in, in, in their stages of mat leave than perhaps uh, they would have liked to. And work-life balance doesn't look the same anymore. And we are losing sight of more, especially in Alberta, in my region, of the stereotypical nine to five. So the support with increasing the quality of life is massive. Uh, we are huge advocates and researchers into understanding parental stress and the effects that actually lays on the development of young children, like starting in the third trimester. And supporting and eliminating that guilt and stress um, to really increase that family dynamics within the home has probably been the most valuable feedback that we have been able to receive. And the second piece is, uh, of course, this is more centered around women. However, it's across the board with family units. Um, But the biggest piece that we've heard from moms is just, it is about feeling encompassed in a community that just gets it, that just gets like, whether you're a mom that wants to go back to work and embark on a career, no longer feeling guilty for having to forfeit things that really matter fundamentally to themselves um, and being able to have more balance in that area. It's really interesting. And I'd love to like educate myself more and also for our like listeners who are tuning into this episode, like what are some of the stats, some of the data, some of the research that is out there in terms of um, this, this problem, um, I guess, seeping into the, the uh, longevity of females' careers, their, their quality of life and things such as that. The 62% of women will either take a position um, based off convenience for their family um, or will forfeit the, their career choice in general. And uh, we don't have a direct number of what that looks like predominantly just for childcare, but that is the, the statistic associated to mothers having to curb their own authentic needs um in order to cater to what is accessible and available for community supports with child care being one of those barriers 
And when we started to look outside of the family dynamic and into more of an economic front, we started to see that stakeholders um, were forfeiting. It was 11% of less lost work time due to childcare barriers or adversities. And um, the female labor participation workforce was massive. Then we found ourselves in a more of a, a different situation in Fort McMurray predominantly where we're sitting at a divorce rate of about 67%. And a lot of that contribution comes with parents not being able to invest into their whole family units, having to work off opposite shifts by not being able to find quality childcare that suits their needs. And then just the lack of family unit support in general around being shift working families in a, in a unique community setting. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, if I had a manufacturing plant, right, and I had 24-hour shifts, you know, why, why wouldn't I invest in something like this? Because I, I'd hate to, you know, steer away 50% of the workforce. You know, it, it just... I know. It doesn't... Yeah, so it makes it makes business sense. And I, I really admire the, the solution you have. Now, what were some of those early things, you, early, early things and items that you wanted to make sure you got right? Because now you've got this idea... You've kind of got maybe a proof of concept for how to, how to go about it. What are some of the things as an early stage entrepreneur you want to make sure you get right to grow your business? Um, so the biggest piece was for myself personally is legislation did not exist in our province to even allow or permit 24-hour child care. Oh, really? So, yes, um, that was a I, I can't even get into the depths of what that looked like and what it entailed and the trial and error to be able to advocate um, for this movement. So uh, essentially, I had come in in 2018, realized that there was a desperate and dire need. And um, it took me over a year to get our government on board with understanding the purpose behind 24-hour collaborative childcare which then I was given the graceful opportunity to also help co-write legislation associated with that. And um, it was released and um, in February of 2021, we were finally at a position to um, allow 24-hour childcare. So for my business, predominantly the biggest pieces, A, trusting your gut and your intuition that what you're doing is, you know, living your purpose is hard and making mistakes is okay. It's, it's like, there's never a right or wrong when you're doing and leading from a place of love and purpose. It's uh, lessons that perhaps detour you in the right direction. And um, the second piece is, understanding and in my division, knowing the laws and legislations and looking for inconsistencies that don't perhaps match up to what is happening within the current demographics of where we live and the power that you can have within you to create that impact and be able to change those laws. It's really interesting. And, you know, I guess my question would be, you know, how the case, is this kind of the case across the board in Canada, in the United States, around the world, 24-hour service? But more so, if that's like 
the question the question kind of is the answer itself is how big are you trying to grow this thing like what what is scale um look like to you um the scale for me looks like all of north america um over the course of uh, what i would like to see within the next 10 years um my business worked very hard in understanding legislation associated to rules and guidelines for child care and with some very diligent work and some fantastic architects and consultants we were able to craft the first sleep rooms um, not just for overnight but daytime sleeping as well um, and that is the first model in north america that has been allowed to do that and the vast majority of our curriculum and program development has actually come out of Europe. So I think it's like an education piece. It's not just the service we provide, but there's the reason behind it and what we're doing to encompass everyday parents to have more of an understanding of the importance of what we do in raising real leaders, essentially ourselves. I love that. And and do you believe that, like, I guess in your model, should the businesses be funding the, the 24 hour uh, daycare center? Should it be the employee that has to pick up the tab? Oh, I know this is always a controversial question that I get. I think it needs to be a mixed model. Um, what I find with working with government and municipalities is that there is a large misunderstanding of what childcare and 24 hour collaborative family unit care actually brings within an economic impact. And I think perhaps if there was more of an understanding or advocacy on the investment return on what we do, specifically with women in the workforce, that there would be more of an inclination to fund from a, a federal or a provincial perspective. Um, and then just also um, having families and parents be responsible based on a grid scale, preferably, to also um, pay those fees within childcare. But I do believe it has to be a mixed model and uh, that there is no one way or another. Right. Um, Kyla, I, I remember going to Patagonia and they had a daycare center on site. And that was a huge reason uh, why a lot of the employees loved working there, male or female, right? You can bring your kid to work, mm -hmm. daycare center right there. And, and, you know, maybe at first it seems like it's an, a large investment, but over time, like that's part of the culture. It's part of the productivity you get. It's part of, you know, uh, treating your employees well who then create the products and or services that your end consumer ended up buying, right? So I, I love that kind of style of thinking. What is the impact at the end of the day at scale you're trying to achieve? Like, have you ever thought about that question, the impact that you can make if you were to take this to scale? Um, I have thought about that question because I'm an individual that lives with such purpose and I am very embedded into understanding connection, which is the fundamentals of what we're actually built on, is how do we form connections um, 
with within our culture and the largest impact that I would like to see is more than just the economic investments, more than just giving parents the support and research, but actually recreating a culture um, that everybody can feel connected and encompassed in. I think like that for me is part of my biggest end game. And we see that a lot in Europe and we see it in healthcare, actually. COVID was a massive highlight for those things on the importance of having accessible childcare to nurses and doctors that have to work 15, 12 hour days or night shifts. And why is there a gap in us being able to have more casual staff take positions? Why are we, you know, why is our healthcare system struggling to fill permanent um, positions uh, in our hospitals, especially within ICU and emergency? And you can't do that if you don't have access to 24-hour childcare um, in, in those fields. So uh, that is, yeah, I think that is the biggest end game for us is coming together as a community yeah i like how you described yourself as like connected and also purpose-driven there's just two great qualities of leadership so kind of like you to bring this home in your experience what is your definition of a real leader um you know my answer would be different three years or four years ago when i had really started to sit in um but in these moments and what I have witnessed now is the definition of a real leader is coming home to yourself and living authentically through intention and purpose. I think that for, for my journey, uh, that is what real leadership looks like. Well put for Kyla Penner, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, live authentically through intention and purpose, and always keep it real. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, Real Leaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to realleaders.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.